Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host Miguel Valdez. Today is August 10 and I August 10, 2022. Man, where the time goes. Today I'm here with my friend Abdullah Sifoy that is originally from Sierra Leone, West Africa. And today we're going to be having a great conversation, but first... I want to say hi to Abdullah. Abdullah, how are you doing today? Hey, Miguel. I'm doing okay. Thank you for having me here. No, thank you. How's your summer? It's been going. Uh, it's been busy, but uh, we're enjoying the sun. We know in Minnesota we're going to make use of it. We don't know what is going to happen shortly when the winter comes. So I know. The weather is right now is perfect. It's, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. But you know, the, uh, there is also a sign that... We're getting close to the end of summer, going back to school. New, new, new experience for a lot of kids. Uh, a lot of per- a lot of kids, youth going back to college, going first year of college. New kids going from middle school to high school mm-hmm. and elementary to middle school. How, how hard? Um, well, first of all, I wanna start with the topic about new experiences and and how can we start a conversation with our kids abdullah can you share with you what are you going to school for and and what kind of topic we're going to be talking today uh so currently i'm a registered nurse and at the same time i'm a student at winona state university and i'm doing the psychiatry and mental health nurse practitioner program and today we want to talk about uh, substance abuse. Like Miguel said, uh, when we move to new environments, we may have new friends and new influences. And uh, we want to talk about it and see how we as parents can be of uh, help to our kids and get a conversation so that when they go out there in these new environments and new experiences, they'll be able to stay within you know, the values that we teach them at home. Yeah. And... Abdullah, uh, to to start this conversation, can you give us a little overview or really, because some people might say, nah, middle school, there is no substance abuse in that environment. What are the numbers or, or what, can you give us some uh, statistics? Yeah, uh, so uh, even the uh, National uh, Mental Health and Drug Administration, whenever they are doing statistics, they start with age 12 and up. Okay. And in the last one year, nationally, I think uh, drug overdose death increased by 20%. And in Minnesota here, we get a report last month uh, which shows that there was an increase in overdose deaths by 22%. Uh, an average of uh, three people, more than three people dying a day, 21 people in a week, and about 90 people in a month. In Minnesota. In Minnesota alone. Related to substance abuse. There's a substance abuse. And how come, well, yes, we hear on the news, but isn't, wow, these numbers, can you repeat those numbers again? I'm just trying to compare when we were during the highest uh, point during the pandemic. And these numbers are still... Yeah, well, I mean, we know that everything has been affected our lives and our livelihood and everything has been affected by the pandemic. So this was this is a 2021 uh, number statistics, which okay. shows that there was a 22% increase in overdose deaths. It's a stand about over 1,200 deaths in a year in Minnesota alone uh, over 
the year 2021. Okay. And, and um, what kind of... Uh, conversation or we can establish with our kids you know or, or youth when they're they're going to these new environments what what kind of tools we can give them to to stay away from this definitely we gotta help them to be aware that uh, they gotta be true uh, still true to who they are you know the things that we've taught them at home you know, the values that we taught them at home, not to try any new things, any crazy thing out there that is uh, that will put them in danger of becoming hooked up to substances. You know, the key is prevention. Like we always hear this word, prevention is better than cure. It is better not to start drugs or illicit uh, substances mm -hmm. because when you start it, there is this... Uh, uh, problem of dependence uh, you may want it one more you may want it more and at a point the moment you want to give up again and you start having some physiological experiences and that makes you want to have more and then you go again for more and then you build a tolerance over time so over time it's like you need more for you to feel that same way you were feeling yesterday the next day again, you're going to need more to stay up there and get that same feeling of euphoria or whatever feeling based on the different kinds of drugs that are out there, whether it's a uh, uh, central nervous system depressant like the Xanax and uh, whether it's a stimulants like the cocaine. So you got to be careful not to start. So the first conversation to have uh, with our kids is to tell them, don't start. Don't go that route. Don't go that route. That is the first thing we can do. And another thing we can do, those of us started, it is better we start having this conversation with them and encourage them so that uh, they can seek treatment. Because early recovery is very much important. If somebody keeps going and they are in it for a very long time, you know, the outcome of them coming out of uh, the, the, the prospect of them stopping using it it's more harder than somebody who just started and who could get help and able to come out of it. So I would say the first thing is let's have that conversation. Let the kids know that these things are out there. And when you go to college or you go to a new environment, there are people who may want to introduce you to these things. Don't follow them because it is a trap that can get you hooked up to something that would definitely definitely turn your life around for the worst not for the good yeah and unfortunately it's, it just don't affect one individual no no doesn't affect just the user it affects everybody around that person everybody you know i sit here and i imagine you know some of the people that have died some of them left behind you know wives children imagine you know those kids are gonna grow up their high school graduation dad is not gonna be there or mom is not going to be there, or the brother that they love is not going to be present. So it affects the family, it affects the community, and uh, therefore we need to take it really seriously and encourage one another so that uh, we cannot start it, and if we start it, and see how we can give it up. Yeah, and then unfortunately that feeling of dependency. I, I mean, I, I drink coffee, and I don't want to compare, but I feel sick if I don't have my coffee by... You know, sometimes you get busy and running around. Then you haven't got your cup of coffee by noon. You can start getting a headache, feeling sick, like migraine, or like, why am I feeling like this? And like, oh, I haven't taken my coffee. I cannot imagine how you feel when 
being at the hook on on heavy drugs or or opioids or anything that they need they people do uh, i want to say crazy things but they break the law they do harm harm sometimes their own family and friends just to get their their fix uh, you you really hit a, a really 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 important point. You know, coffee, even as simple as it is, is also a stimulant. So when you are off of it, I don't know for you, Miguel, but if I'm off coffee a day or two, I, you know, I feel the headaches mm-hmm. and uh, and all kind of your mood change, uneasy feelings, yeah. and uh, and I therefore I have to go back to it and get it more. And you said it right. And because of the dependence and also the tolerance interplay, you're going to want it. And for you to have it, some people have to do things, you know, out of the way, out of the ordinary. You know, some people even go to the point of committing crime just for them to support, you know, the drug life. And they can disrupt other people, you know, disrupt family lives and family cohesion and family happiness. And that is why we think it's very important. Let's talk to our kids early about it. Be careful with who you make your friend and don't allow them to tell you to try things that are, you know, substances, whether legal or illegal. And part of the, 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 the substance abuse issue also, some of the things also are, you know, legal substances that we, that we abuse, like the oxycodone and the Vicodin. Mm-hmm. And people try to get it and, uh, through from friends or go and take it from your mom or go and take it to, from your aunt or whoever. And they bring it and share it and try to have like a, a mini party of enjoying drugs. So we got to talk to our kids about it and help them so that they can understand never to go this path because it's not a fun journey. And also, uh, I would like to say, you know, in as much as we talk about it, helping the kids not to study, we want to look at it also on the point of, say, this becomes an illness. Uh, we don't want to stigmatize it. We don't want to, you know, people that are struggling with it, we don't want to put them down as if, you know, they are worst in society. But we are saying we want to help our kids not to study, but those who have studied, let us provide support for them and see how they can seek help. There's a lot of professional help out there. And there are a lot of things there that can be helpful. And especially at the early age and at the early time of them starting, you know, substance abuse, it can be helpful. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, we've seen a lot of people who, like you said, that they're dealing with sometimes mental health issues. They're, they're not aware. And they try to fix it with uh, or suppress it with some other uh, street drugs. And... and Fortunately, you see a lot of, of uh, homeless, and but there is a lot of things on, on obviously that they were dealing before. And what I, I was going to ask you, how can we um, start that conversation though with our kids? You know, because uh, uh, it could be a hard a hard topic to to bring that up, especially if the kids are nowhere or if they're aware. How 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 can you i mean when when you're young your friends is everything and sometimes when your parents tell you like oh that's a bad influence on you or 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 please start um stay away from this kid or or you're trying to get your kid involved in different activities just to keep them away from a different crowd how can you bring that conversation without um damaging your relationship with your own kid 
Uh, one thing about having conversation with kids, we I always talk about it. Don't start it in a moment when you know there is animosity or there is disagreement. You know that you guys are disagreeing or you really don't like what you see your kid is doing. That is not the perfect moment. You look for that moment that you know everybody is at ease and at peace because that is a time that you know education and learning take place. A time when we are going for a stroll or we're on our way to the basketball game or to their practice. Mm. You know, that is the time. Or we are home, we just finished watching a movie and we are relaxing. And, and those good moments. Yeah, a balance. A yeah. very good environment. And we talk, and then you can bring the topic up, you know, about substance abuse. And uh, maybe there are examples in the society that you've seen or, okay. or relations that have struggled with it. Sometimes also we can have those people who have had those experiences be the one to come and share their experience, how painful and difficult journey it was and how encouraging them not to go that path. So it could be a family member or it could be somebody, you know, a trusted person within the community that also. And sometimes it can also be taking your kids to some community events that talk about, you know, substance abuse Mm -hmm. because education is power. You know, the moment people are enlightened, they know they can make informed decisions about their lives and uh, don't let that underestimate the, 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 the understanding or the knowledge of kids. Sometimes we feel like, oh, maybe this is a kid no, no understand. But I tell you, sometimes those words remain in them and they can be a guide to them for a very long time. And in the home, yeah, you look for those really, you know, uh, relaxing moments and Talk about, hey, have you had, have you, what, can, what do you know? What do you want to share with yeah, me about substance, you, you know, yeah. substance abuse, you know. And uh, there are also names out there for the different substances that the, the kids know that probably sometimes even us professionals, we don't know. Sometimes you come across somebody calling, you know, uh, like uh, marijuana, they call it weed. And maybe for the first time I had it, I was like, what is it talking about? Pot, weed, or some different mm-hmm. names. There are things that they've had. Just try to get an understanding. What do they understand? And what is their own idea? That is where you start. And then you can offer them also what you know and see, you know, and ask them what they think about it. Yeah, and just, just to be aware, I guess, mm-hmm. on, on because there is one thing the addiction and, and doesn't discriminate. It does rich poor uh everybody gets affected gets affected and and unfortunately it breaks homes for again rich poor middle class and it, it disturbs the whole uh, environment yeah it, it has no respect for you know color or race or mm-hmm. religion if there is um i was gonna ask you Abdullah, is there any initiatives or do you know resources here in minnesota that we can share Oh, uh, we or, have... Uh, or, or a link that we can direct people that you want to share? or uh, I think uh, most of the uh, Department of Health, uh, the Department of Health homepage okay. has a lot of information about, you know, substance abuse. Okay, I'm going to be and, posting the link there okay. from the Minnesota Department of Health. Where, yeah, where it gives us everything that we need to know and uh, and also the services that are being offered within the our different communities. 
and what is yet to be done even you know that can make sure we expand education training and also treatment so it's all both ways we create the awareness we try to prevent and also we try to educate and also we try to provide treatment for other people and also before probably we 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 move on you we are talking about mental health and gradually they are seeing this combination or what we call co-occurring disorders people have substance abuse and also you know mental health issues and we know mental health you know has various you know factors that are responsible but what i've realized from my experience you know as a mental health you know uh person who've worked in mental health for the last eight years mm-hmm. here is like sometimes drugs, substance abuse can accelerate, you know, whatever underlying mental health issues we get. So somebody's there, it's possible that, you know, they have a mental health issue is underlying, but with the addition of substances, it just accelerates, you know, the, the, the exhibition the of yeah. their mental health. Yeah. And also, it can help them really decline really fast. You know, if you have mental health and you are adding substances, it just goes you down. Yeah. It just takes you down like a down, downward spiral really faster than anybody could think of. And for somebody to heal, what, what, what do they need in your experience? Yeah, for people who've already... Uh, Uh, for persons suffering with uh, substance abuse issues, uh, there's a lot of things out there they can do. You know, some people go to psychotherapy, you know, groups where they try to deal with you and help with, you know, helping you learn some new skills so that you can overcome when those urges come. And are those also, usually one-on-one or those like a support groups? They they are both. Like uh, some places w- that have even uh, like the clinics like that offers uh, pharmacotherapy. Like mm. they have uh, nortrexine that they offer. They have uh, methadone and even suboxone to help people. And those places also, I know for sure, Hennepin County Medical Center has you know, their methadone clinic, and they have classes, group classes and individual therapies. So... Uh, do they have therapies also for family members and caregivers? They do. They do also. They are also, uh, 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 like, another uh, important uh, organization that offers classes. If you go on their website, that is uh, NAMI. Okay. It's a National Alliance Mental illness. mental illness. Yeah, NAMI has a lot of uh, resources also, and they offer classes both for people, you know, with mental illness and also substance abuse because they are seeing the link. So they provide these classes for family. I've attended one of the class when you know they explain mm-hmm. how families gotta be involved, how you know to, be on to understand, support. yeah, to provide that support and also understand what is going on, because when you understand, then you'll be able to provide you know the right care. Sometimes we want to care for our people, we want to help them, but we don't know. We, we go the wrong way, you know, whether lashing out at them or, or pushing them away, which does not help sometimes. But learning how to approach them, understanding what they are going through, and learning how to be of support to them is very, very, very critical. So, yeah, there's also, you know, what we call uh, medication-assisted treatment. I was talking about nortrexine and suboxone and methadone. You know, it's a concept of harm reduction. Mm -hmm. We give you something that is not going to kill you uh, instead of something that is going to kill you. 
But for most people, you know, don't need that. So, so there are some people who doesn't need that, especially in their early ages. They just go to treatment and without starting these medications and they can get therapy and learn new living skills and also maybe new environment, new yeah, friends. I, I think I heard that at least uh, with a friend that I was dealing with this. He said that for him, the hardest part was breaking those cycles breaking those harmful relationships relationships because yeah. you've been doing for so many years mm -hmm. you know that you go back to those uh habits or, or those uh relationships that you know they're toxic to you but you still you know they're so close yes in breaking those like you said and then start exploring for new yep start exploring new friends and probably people who motivate you to be sober and continue living a life that is, you know, rich and full of uh, uh, promises and hope. And instead of just living your life trying to feed your addiction. So when you break from those friends, that will be really, really key in making that steps toward recovery. And some people I will say, yeah, they go through, you know, uh, treatment programs and learn different skills, you know, behavior skills and other things that will help them. And at the same time, build these new friendships and new relationships and whatever they can use to help them stay sober and continue going. But there's a group of people who are going to need medication to help them. And over time, I've seen people start, you know, methadone and over the years for a number of years. And then they start cutting it down and they get off medications yeah. and they still continue to remain sober. Wow. Yeah. What about... um? I was going to ask you for, uh, wait, I'm getting a phone call. I should have put my phone on airplane mode. Uh, I was going to ask you, how can we also offer support to those caregivers? You know, give them a break because that's, that's, uh, it's difficult, you know, to, to deal with a loved one who keep doing these things over and over. It, it's really tough because what drugs does is, uh, especially uh, both the illicit, excuse me, mm -hmm. what these substances does is that they affect not only our body but our mind. And sometimes they make us become really unbecoming. You know, have you one day uh, been in a position where somebody did something and you wonder, is that a person that I know? You know, is that a brother? Is that a wife? Is that a daughter that I've known? A loving person, a caring person, a respectful person, but acting out of order or out of who they are not or what we don't know they are. So that is what, you know, this substance does. They alter our mind, alter our thinking, alter our behavior. And so it's shocking to you. Maybe the parent, the brother, the sister, or a family member, or the caregiver. And dealing with it also, especially, it's a painful moment because uh, addiction can take a long time sometimes. It doesn't go overnight sometimes. Sometimes it's been years You, you and deal years. through your you life. You deal with it through your life. And one of the things that, uh, you know, like the uh, mental health uh, uh, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration keeps saying is uh, we don't have a cure for it, but uh, we provide a treatment. 
so that uh, people can live a productive life in society and be, have a meaningful relationship with family and society and be productive again. That is the goal. And so, but that road to recovery can be long, can be tedious, and can be challenging. And sometimes some families give up. They think that nothing is going to happen again. But uh, we as a community, let us support. Instead of, you know, uh, pushing the stigma and looking at people like it is a moral flaw all the time. Like, I mean, you should have bet- done better. You should have known better. Or maybe he wasn't trained, you know, the parents. I don't think the parents did a good job. Instead of throwing words at people, let us be there for support, you know. Let's ask them, is there anything we can do? Maybe uh, your young son can be a mentor to another, you know, young son that is struggling, you know, or be a challenge to them. We can provide that support to one another instead of, putting one another down because it is a real struggle and a real challenge. Thank you for sharing. I'm going to be posting the links from the Minnesota Department of Health and also the NAMI ones, and we're going to be also adding some other resources. Abdullah, during this past, uh, well, no past, we're still on the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but how you mentioned that those numbers spike, increase, and, you know, a lot of people... Uh, their life change, lifestyle change for, you know, everybody got affected. Some did, you know, started new lifestyle changes, new habits, positive ones. But unfortunately, a lot of people who were having a healthy lifestyle, you know, being active, you know, they were in an environment probably where they couldn't work out. They started drinking more, eating more, uh glass of wine and started on Wednesday started before they only used to do it on Saturday Sunday they start Wednesday now and then Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday you know next thing you know they're trying some appeal how how can we you know reset you know to to go back to healthy habits yeah of now course. now they oh, the everybody's kind of i mean we're going about to start the new stu, uh the new school year and things are start looking they're moving back to the where they were mm-hmm. so how can we prevent that you know one of the things that you know the the pandemic made worse is uh you know we were we as humans we were never meant to be alone we are meant to interact with other people and so the pandemic brought about separation, you know, people staying home, and there's a lot of loneliness. And there's also a likelihood that those who are lonely are more likely to be depressed, to be anxious, and sometimes we want to take care of those depressions and forget about those things and start trying new things. Like you say, instead of a glass of wine a weekend, it becomes a glass of wine every evening, or trying a new pill and... It becomes a problem. Yeah, couldn't so, sleep and they took yeah, something. Yeah, something, yep. Or even some people legitimately had a pain. Maybe they had a surgery and they gave them a pain medication. And after that, it became like, oh, that feeling, I want it again. And they yeah. kept going for it. And their pain never, get, uh, you know, the, the pain never uh, uh, went away. And therefore, there are also a lot of things in the walking to see how, you know, they can manage prescribing pain. If somebody, Tylenol is enough for you, you don't need to 
try anything beyond Tylenol. You know, if ibuprofen works for you, you don't need to try anything beyond that one. Just stick with that one. But like you said, how are we going to come back? Uh, it's going to take time. Even if uh, I tell you, we hear today that COVID is completely done in the world. I'm telling you, it's going to take time. Because it looks like uh, we we found a new normal at some point. Staying to ourselves, keeping to ourselves, doing things independently. It's going to take gradual time for us to start you know coming back together and really feeling like oh the pandemic is truly over sometimes we feel like it is and uh we have it in our mind but we are still behaving like we are way apart and it's gonna take your time as schools opens maybe the new school school year will be a new beginning to see how our kids getting back together going back to the basketball hockey you know games and all of this bringing us together maybe that will begin to to bring about. Yeah, I guess know, when we're together, that brings accountability yes, for ourselves. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. And then we can start really loosening up a little bit, because okay. even now it looks like sometimes we gather, there is this kind of uh, hesitancy of really mingling in the way that we are doing before. Yeah. So there is a little bit of hesitancy, but I'm, I believe we will get there. But it's going to take a little bit of time. Abdullah, thank you for sharing these thoughts with us and having this conversation. Any message you want to give to wrap it up? I want to say for every young man or young woman out there, or uh, no matter how you identify yourself, I want you to know that substance abuse uh, can be debilitating. It can turn people's lives around. So if you've not started it, please don't try it. Don't try anything out of the ordinary. And those who are struggling with it, I want to encourage you to seek help because recovery is possible. And for parents and uh, individuals and adults who are also struggling, I want to say seek help. And if you've not tried it yet, uh, watch out. Keep your guard and keep doing the best you can. Uh, For those who are struggling, I say again, recovery is possible. Thank you. Abdullah, thank you and thank you everybody for listening. Please share this podcast and contact us if you would like to share a topic with the community. Stay tuned for more episodes. Bye-bye.